To me personally, eating carbohydrates right before you work out has never actually made any sense, like almost mathematically to me, like, or scientifically, because I don't understand how the carbohydrates would like get in your system that fast and help you. But from my own, like just reporting on how I feel when I have carbohydrates before a workout, a lot of times it does make me feel better. I just wouldn't get too happy or too comfortable because I'd be like, all right, but this needs to be permanent. So I need to give myself enough time to where I know this is a permanent change. This is not me getting excited for two months, losing 50 pounds, and then the third month I fall off and gain it back. If you were consulting somebody and let's just say they wanted a bigger back, and you're going back and forth with them and it's somebody that they're 15% body fat or 18% body fat. So they don't have like a bicep vein, like they're not lean. <clears throat> they want to get leaner, but they want a bigger back mm -hmm. and you're trying to help them prioritize that. So if somebody wanted a bigger back and they're trying to get lean, like how would you help them? How would you consult them? And most likely you would probably say something effective like, well, you need to train your back heavy. We need to probably add some volume. What's your current training like? And you figure out some of that, but you're also probably gonna need to dig into their nutrition. Yeah. And you're, you're probably gonna find out that that person is, they're sort of underfed and that's why they're not growing. Yeah. And so yeah. I think the, I, if someone wants a bigger back, they need to eat more food. Someone wants bigger hamstrings, they need to eat more food. Someone wants bigger calves, they need to eat more food. Not necessarily, like you don't have to do that, but a little bit of a caloric surplus or at least some sort of thinking around your training of maybe eating a little bit more the day before, a little bit more the day of, if you're trying to increase your legs. Yeah. Like, do you, is that kind of... Your... Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I just try to think about, like, if somebody wants to be lean but still make progress and grow certain muscles. I just, everything revolves around the training, mm -hmm. like the training window or whatever you want to call it. I see. So I just look at the food as how, like what do I need to have a, um, a beneficial workout? I need some carbs probably. Unless you're on like a keto diet, then maybe I don't know, you might, choose, you might choose more fat, but for me, I just place the carbs around the training. Like, mm. and if I wanna maybe grow a muscle more, I might do more food that day in total, or I might do more carbs pre, intra, post workout around that muscle group so that I know I'm pushing all those, like all the glycogen into mm. that area, all the nutrients, but I try to keep it as simple as I can. Just place the carbs and the fuel and, and or the calories where you need it most, which is going to be around training or around if you want a bigger back. I feel like place the high carb day on your back day or place it place your carbohydrates super high pre post workout. To me, that's a pretty simple way of staying lean mm -hmm. and actually using like the food that's fuel rather than, I don't know, when people here eat more, they just tend to eat a bunch more shit. And then they're like, what happened? I'm not getting lean, I'm getting fat. Right. And that's what happened to me. I heard eat more from every single person, jacked guy that I asked. And I, they were just like, it doesn't matter, you just gotta eat more, gotta eat more. And then 
later on I figured out you got to eat the right things more mm. at the right time. And then I started to really see progress. But when you just eat more and you don't look into it, you're not structuring it, it just kind of falls apart. It's not consistent. Eat more has nothing to do with eating junk food. Yeah. When you're talking about trying to do something performance-based, like in this case, someone's trying to get a bigger back, that's performance-based, even though it's not like, I guess it is a sport because it's, it's a bodybuilding, right? It's, mm -hmm. But even if someone's not bodybuilding, they just want a bigger back or they want wider shoulders or whatever the case is, um, they're going to need good nutrients. They're going to need good building blocks. So um, somebody can get leaner as they're getting bigger. Somebody can lose body fat, but it's just going to be, it'll be probably slower, maybe. Yeah. What do you think? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, again, we have this made up person. Yeah. <laughs> they're, I don't know, they're, they're 200 pounds and mm -hmm. they're 16% body fat, 17% body fat. They're not real lean. They're not real big yet. They want to be bigger and a little bit more jacked. They want a bigger back. Yeah. Uh, Can they get leaner, bigger, stronger, kind of simultaneously? Mm, I think maybe, probably, if you, again, structure things the right way and you're super consistent, I think it might take, if you just play the middle, that, like, if you really want to do that, to me, it might take a while. You might have to be patient to see the progress that you want, but I know how I started and... Justin Harris, I go off of a lot because I started, and that was my first nutrition plan was mm. carb cycling. And he's a big fan of if you're in that middle ground, get lean, see where you're at, um, like really force the body to, to get lean. So that way you're kind of starting at like, your body's gonna respond super, super good when you start to go into that surplus your insulin sensitivity is gonna be good because if I'm 16% body fat, me personally, I know that if I lean a little bit too much, like if I start racking up a lot of days where I'm, I'm kind of eating too much food, my I'm just gonna get fat because I know that 16% body fat, my insulin sensitivity is not gonna be where I want it to be to respond to the carbs that I know I need to grow that back. So if it were me, I would go back a couple steps to then go forward a lot more steps because I'm going to be more sensitive to carbs. Every, I'm going to see where I'm at. Like, all right, how much muscle mass do I have? I'm lean. I'm not saying you have to get shredded, like, like stage lean, but just get lean, push your body to maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to throw a body fat number Just lose out, a small percentage of your body weight yeah you know, so that when you start five to ten percent of your body weight yeah so that when you start back up it's just going to be a lot easier in my opinion if you just go from 16 percent because i see there's a lot of people that i've talked to that are in that middle ground they're like i'm skinny fat and then they'll come to me and they'll be like i do a bunch of cardio but then they'll they always switch it mm. up because they don't know what they want so i think just pick one um, but if you're 16% body fat, I wouldn't go straight into a surplus. I would lean more towards cutting, even if it's for a couple months, mini cut, whatever you want to call it. Then maybe prioritize. It doesn't have to be a bulk. 
it can just be a slight surplus, even if it's on around whatever muscle group you want to really target, I guess. Like if I wanted to grow my back, I would be like, all right, I'm going to do this amount of calories on every other training day. And then my back day, I'm going to have, I don't know, all meals are going to be loaded with carbs or the last meal of the day is going to be a cheat meal or something like that. Mm -hmm. Even if it's the day before, like I might have a cheat meal the night before and then the next day on my baseline calories, the day of the back day. And then that way I use, you could just set it up however you want, but I would go cut or mini cut first to go back up. I feel like you'll look a lot, you'll be happier with the result you get. Physique wise. Bodybuilders may disagree with what I'm going to say, but uh, my experience in powerlifting is you don't need nearly the amount of food that you think you need. Powerlifting, um, just powerlifting by itself doesn't take like a crazy amount of energy. Bodybuilding, on the other hand, does. Like if you are, you're going in, you're doing 12 sets, you're doing you know, per muscle group, like bodybuilding is going to chew up a ton of glucose and bodybuilding is going to chew up a lot of calories and it might take some extra energy as you get into it more as you like build volume. But how much extra energy, it's really not that much. So I think I agree with, with a lot of what he's saying, like your nutrient timing and your selection of your food is going to be really important. And we are aware that yes, you can eat like a Rice Krispie treat. Like we understand those principles. We utilize those principles from time to time, but that can't be, it's not a great idea for that to be the majority of your food. And when it comes to powerlifting, one of the reasons why powerlifters are hefty is because it's helpful to have a little bit more mass. More mass can help you move more mass. It can help you with leverages, but also just in general, powerlifters eat too much. If you get a powerlifter to commit to a bodybuilding style diet, more often than not, they start looking pretty awesome. You're like, holy shit, I had no idea that that was under there because for so long, they've been in this kind of caloric surplus and they've been lifting heavy ass weights for a really long time. But how many calories, how much extra energy do you need, whether you're bodybuilding, powerlifting, or crossfitting? The answer is not nearly as much as you would think. I, th- I think, personally think we're just talking about a couple hundred calories. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a huge like calorie, you know, per calorie person, calories in, calories out, being like all equal and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that it would be a good idea if you're trying to make a muscle group bigger to give yourself more nutrients. And how you do that is kind of up to you. There's so many different theories. Some people say, hey, it's got to be the day before. Some people say it's got to be right before your workout. <laughs> Other people say it's got to be after your workout. I think perinutrition is important. Like when you have a, a branch uh, and you have highly cyclic dextrins like during your workout. And I think you can take advantage of some of those things. And those are, those are cool methods and techniques. To me personally, eating carbohydrates right before you work out has never actually made any sense. Like almost mathematically to me like, or scientifically because I don't understand how the carbohydrates would like get in your system that fast and help you. But (laughs) um, from my own, like just reporting on how I feel when I have carbohydrates before workout, a lot of times it does make me feel better. And I don't know exactly what that is. 
I don't know if that's better hydration because I'm drinking water and eating, you know, some sort of carbohydrate. And then a half hour later, I get to the gym and I, I just feel stronger. Maybe it's literally just because I'm heavier. I can't imagine like those carbs really hitting your bloodstream all that well right at that moment. Um, but I have noticed that it does help me, helps me feel better. So you're going to have to learn for yourself on your own nutrient timing and start to figure it out. I know Encima has tremendous results. He's 250 pounds. He's always single-digit body fat, looks amazing, does jujitsu, lifts hard all the time as well. And he's more of like, I had carbs yesterday, so my tank is full, my glucose is up. Yeah. And according to the literature and according to a lot of information, he's correct. You're, you're, you have glucose in your system because you probably, you know, in his case, he had carbs the night before, which actually to me makes a lot more sense. But then when you're done with your workout or intra-workout, you might want to replace some of those carbohydrates because that's a great time to take advantage of nutrient timing because you just dumped out tons of glucose. You depleted yourself physically from the workout that you just did. So those are some kind of different ways of looking at it. Yeah, I would agree. I would say uh, if there's... Yeah, nope. Nobody's gonna really relate to using insulin. So I was gonna say it only works that fat. The, I noticed when I even when I was carb cycling, I noticed that I got I figured it out towards the end when I was natty that I'm I was placing the high carb days on the the training day I want, that was most important to me of the week, and I would always feel sluggish. And then I would the next workout of the day I would get a crazy pump, but it would be like arms. So lay, let's just say, let's just lay it out for them. Leg day is Thursday. Yeah. And you wanted your, you wanted your leg day to be awesome. Yeah. And so you had more carbohydrates in that day. Right. You ate carbs maybe throughout the day, worked out at like 5 p.m. or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, you had carbs before the workout, after the workout, and so on. But the next day is when you noticed that you had almost like a better result yeah, better, from the carbs that you ate the day before. Yeah, better pump, better energy, better mood. So I think that's something that you'll have to, I, I can only think like, because it works with Encima, unless you're like super, super shredded all the time, I don't, I don't get a response from carbs that quick unless I'm pretty lean, like mm -hmm. pre-post-workout. I don't get that crazy like instant fullness and energy that I do if I'm 10% body fat. I agree. So, I never understood like, you know, some of the guys have Skittles and hard candy and stuff. Yeah, like, I'm like, that's not working right now. I, I, I never, I, I never felt, I never felt that it does anything yeah. personally. Yeah. Like, like when I see dudes like eating Rice Krispies and I've done it, but it's just cause I'm hungry. I'm not saying <laughs> and it's it, delicious. this is going to, this is going to give me a great fuck, a pump 10 seconds later. I'm like, I see people do that. I'm like, there's, that's not digesting. And even if it is like, it might help you it restore doing? your glycogen afterwards. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. if you're drinking an intra workout shake with like broken down carbs, to me, that makes sense. But eating something right. in the middle of your workout, it's just going to sit in your gut and it's not really going to do much, but I don't know, cure a craving possibly. But yeah, I figured out at the end that, um, placing my carbs the day before had a, a, a bigger impact for me than doing it the day of. So just little things you'll notice over time that you can structure and place 
that works for you. Because some people, I don't know, some people with a super fast metabolism might need the super high carbs the same day of the training. But for me, I just found out like usually the day before is, is when it helps most. So it might be a good idea, like in your case, you know, using the example of leg day on Thursday. Um, let's say Wednesday is like a chill day. Wednesday is like either off or it's like neck and forearms and calves. Like it's yeah. more relaxed, maybe ab work or something. It's not really, it's not back, it's not chest. Um, and it certainly wouldn't be legs the day before leg day. So Wednesday could be like a little bit more chill, a little bit more relaxed, but it's also a little bit more food, mm -hmm. a little bit more energy. Maybe yeah. there's, you know, a little bit of cardio or something, walking, some shit like that. So it doesn't mean you're doing absolutely nothing, but you're doing a lot less and you might boost the carbs up a little bit so that you get the result on Thursday, then what would Thursday for you look like? Thursday would be like more normal. So Wednesday might be like high, higher carbohydrate. Let's say, yeah. what, three, like give people some numbers, three, 400. Maybe like, I mean, in the off season, it was like. For you, for five, your body weight. Um, like five, six, sometimes 700 grams of carbs on the high day, sometimes higher. If I could get it in, I'd just like to see how far I could push it, but. It's important to note that Kenny, I would say you have a fast metabolism, right? Yeah. And, like on, and you have a lot of muscle mass. Yeah, like on the high days, I noticed when I was placing it on those leg days, I would lose weight. Mm. And that's what pissed me off. Was like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be holding this like water retention. I want all of it for this leg day, but I didn't get that until I started placing it the day before, so. Yeah, I would say the following day, so you have the high day on maybe maybe an off day, even though I'm slowly coming around to believing that because I used to believe off days, or I've always done it this way, off days you don't need as many calories because you're not doing as much, but I have tried doing less and bumping the food up more because if I don't have to train or do cardio, it's easier to get those meals in anyways all those carbs. So I've tried it that way. Following day would be a baseline day of calories. So the carbs might go from 700 to like 350 the following day, the day I want to place the leg day. And then the next day might even be an off day where I do low carbs, let my body kind of mm. chill, or it just might be another maintenance, like, you know, medium day of carbs. So little stuff like that goes a long way because I, I feel like once I figured that tiny little piece out, I was like, ah, I found it. Now I know how to get the most out of these leg days or back days or arm days. Let's hop in the sunlight over here. So in this new gym setup that we have over here, I had my wife and some of her friends uh, in here the other day and we just got into some interesting conversation because they don't know really much about lifting. They don't know much about the gym. so. I showed them some different exercises and showed them a bunch of stuff. Showed them how to use the machines in here. And mm -hmm. I went over like the main things that you get from the gym. And in my opinion, there's kind of a bunch of things you can do in the gym. But in my opinion, there's two main things that you can do. And one is to build muscle and the other is to get stronger. And the two are kind of like intertwined with each other. They're related to each other very much. A lot of times when you do get stronger, you get bigger. A lot of times when you get a little bigger, you may have gotten a little stronger. That's the reason why some of the bodybuilders, uh, sometimes people will say, oh, like, you know, bodybuilders, you know, they're not that strong. But we've seen that 
uh, time and time again be like, definitely not the case. Bodybuilders may choose to use light weights, mm -hmm. but a lot of times they are very, very strong. And we've seen it with O'Hearn and Efferding and Ronnie Coleman and yeah. Bumstead's throwing around some big weights. And like a lot of these guys are, they're throwing around some crazy weights. But anyway, back to the main point is that those are the two main things that you're trying to do in, in the gym. And I guess you could improve cardiovascular, you could improve um, your tolerance to glucose, you could, uh, um, you know, you could, you could improve your mobility. Like there's a bunch of shit you can improve upon. You could do plyometrics in the gym and stuff. But mainly one of the reasons why the gym has so much weight in it, has so many dumbbells and plates and machines that allow you to overload your skeletal muscle is for strength and is for muscle mass. As people get older, they start to lose, a lot of times they lose muscle mass, but they lose muscle mass because there's no longer a signal of strength. And strength can be viewed in so many different ways. Like a lot, of, there's a lot of people that aren't going to the gym. There's a huge percentage of our population and unfortunately they don't really train at all. But even for those people, they're still active enough in something. They're doing something, some sort of recreational softball or they're doing something in their day-to-day, -day, but over time, people get compromised. Mm -hmm. You probably see it in your own family. You probably think of an uncle, an aunt, a grandma, grandpa, somebody that over time, they just started to move less and less. And the reason why they move less and less is because they start to get into pain because, again, they lost some strength. And when you lose some strength, you're going to lose some muscle. And so for anyone of any age, doesn't matter what age it is, I think those two things are really important to understand is that you're in here you're in the gym to get stronger and to gain muscle. And when you think about those two main things, you think about how important they are for your metabolism, it's huge because now you are altering your metabolism. Now you're, you have more muscle mass and what I think most people should be aiming for, I think everyone should be like almost bodybuilding in a way. Like I think everyone should be on like a recomp. Yeah. To I some think... degree. Maybe not the extremes of the bulk and the cut and like maybe not that much but yeah. i think it should be everyone's goal so have less body fat and have more muscle mass yeah i think the bodybuilding structure even if it's i don't know two times a week in the gym three times a week i think that you really can't go wrong with that it's kind of you're gonna get everything you're gonna get stronger you're gonna get you're gonna look kind of how you like it's gonna help i feel like yeah you talked about I think blood glucose or mm -hmm. insulin sensitivity, yeah. whatever. Um, it's going to help you uptake more nutrients, all that good stuff. So I don't see why anybody wouldn't want to mix it in there. Even if you're a powerlifter, you see powerlifters go through bodybuilding blocks. or I know it's for a different reason, but for most people that just want to look good and feel good, I think bodybuilding, even just two days a week, upper day, lower day, and then do whatever else you want the rest of the week and try to focus on nutrition, you'll get plenty of results that you're going to be happy with. I, I think that uh, people think that they're going to go to the gym and they're going to lose weight. It's one of the main reasons why I brought this point up. You don't go to the gym to lose weight. That's not what, it, that's not what it's for. Um, you might... Uh, avoid your kitchen to lose weight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you might avoid um, overeating to lose. That, that's how you're going to lose weight. That's the only way. It's really the only way that you're going to lose weight is to either have more energy output somewhere and you're still on your same exact current diet and 
you magically don't end up eating more because you're moving more because that's usually what happens. You have an effort to move more and you say on Monday I'm going to start running and you're like I'm going to lose weight with running. You don't lose weight with running. You actually a lot of times just make yourself more hungry. So you can only do these things in small increments and that's why the gym can be so effective because the gym teaches you that this is a long process because gaining muscle takes a long time. Now you, you can lose weight by going to the gym and you can lose weight from running but you have to manage the food that you're consuming and sometimes even just the gym uh, I remember when I was a kid I remember when I was like 15 or 16 I mean my uh, you know I used to have like a bowl of cereal like a normal bowl of cereal but once I started going to the gym and once I got into powerlifting my bowl was this giant popcorn bowl yeah <laughs> and I would take like a whole thing of like Cheerios and just boom because my mom stopped buying all the shit that had sugar in it so I took the Cheerios and just emptied it out took a thing of milk and threw it in there, just had a giant ass spoon, took a giant scoop of brown sugar and dumped it in there. And, uh, and I would eat that, but just because I was getting so hungry. And so yes, I had body composition changes at that age, um, but I would have had way better body composition changes if I kind of knew what I was doing. And if yeah. I knew how to control the calories I was consuming, because not only did I get bigger, but I also got fatter. Mm -hmm. Like I went yeah. on like a straight bulk yeah. where it looked like I was on some D-ball. My face got all chubby. Yep. My brothers were like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm lifting. Yeah, that's what I did. So I think <laughs> avoiding that, because in the beginning, yeah, I remember how hungry I would be after training uh, like a bodybuilder or a just whatever. When I first started training or doing cardio, I would be so hungry. But I think controlling that, Early on, like if you hear this, then you can be more aware of, all right, I'm going to be probably starving once I implement some workouts or bodybuilding if you're not used to it. So just being more aware and being like, okay, let's set this up to where maybe I'm eating some foods that are going to satiate me a little more. Whole foods, not, you know, I mean, I like post-workout cereal, but sometimes mm -hmm. that can get out of hand. <laughs> So picking the right Gets foods that are fast. yeah picking the right foods that are gonna fill you up and not overeating in the beginning because I just feel like you could avoid a lot of you everybody has a story of getting fat and getting I ate too much or I bulked too hard but I think uh, or diet too much yeah or diet too much get too small so I think knowing that just finding a balance just it doesn't have to be too specific just structure your nutrition a little bit. Structure your training a little bit and then be consistent. And then over time, you'll be able to be like, all right, maybe I don't need this post-workout. Maybe I can switch it to that. Maybe I can bump the calories down this meal, that meal before bed, whatever, and just manipulate things over time. And then to me, that, that, that'll be more sustainable than just going up and down because I did that. And then not until more recently, I figured out, wow, I don't. You know, I don't need to be really too extreme either way. I mm. just need to find something that works that I can stick to. Curve cravings, and that that helped me a ton. I think, again, you know, we just run into this time and time again. There's so many people that want to lose weight, and that's amazing that you want to lose weight, but I think a lot of times the approach is too harsh. I actually think that a lot of people are, like, trying too hard. And what I'm trying to promote to people and what I'm trying to get people to realize is you need to chill the fuck out. You need to relax. You need to relax a lot because 
You need to be able to just do this stuff consistently. It's going to be the only thing that's going to actually be effective. Yes, you could lose 15 pounds in two weeks. Yes, you could lose uh, 30 pounds in a month. Like there's all these things that can happen. Um, but I would rather have these things be more long lasting. I'd rather have you say, uh, hey, you know, last year I lost, you know, a total of 40 pounds and I've been able to keep it off. Like that's what I'd like to, for people to be able to do. And even, even like tons of research and tons of just people that I've helped over the years, the thing that remains consistent amongst the people that I've helped that have kept the weight off is weight training. And again, it's because you're sending a signal to your body. We must adapt to this. You have the stress every day. Let's adapt to this. And because you're consuming enough protein and you're consuming enough energy every single day, you're not just worn out from that. Your body actually will respond to that and you'll actually start to build muscle mass. When you have more muscle mass, your metabolism becomes more efficient. You're burning carbohydrates better. You're utilizing amino acids. You're utilizing fatty acids better. Everything across the board improves when you start to do some form of strength training. So a lot of times somebody will get on a weight loss journey and they'll have like one thing down. They might have the diet down or they might have the food down. But what I'm telling you is you need to have both of them down. And you don't need to have both of them down to a T. It doesn't need to be perfect. But you need to really pay attention and do your best to not ever let both of them go at the same time. So the holidays come or this comes up and that comes up. Maybe you missed the gym for a while. Maybe you missed the gym for like two weeks or something like that. But you still stayed on your diet. That would be amazing. Maybe your oh. diet went off. Maybe you're off the tracks on your diet for a handful of days or weeks. But hopefully you're still getting in the gym because over time that will balance out and hopefully you'll get back on track with doing both. But what I've seen so many times from people is they're starting on Monday. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. starting on Monday. I'm starting on Monday. And they just start this kind of crash diet. Yeah. And they run and they lift and they undereat. And then they're, start, they're giving themselves a recipe and they're sending signals to the body to take muscle mass off. Mm -hmm. And so they may have lost 10 pounds, 20 pounds, but they also took a great deal of muscle mass with that. Yeah. And that's the opposite of what we're looking for. We yeah. need you to really minimize. Whenever you lose weight, you're going to lose some muscle mass probably. But you really want to try to minimize that no matter who you are. Even if you have no aspirations of bodybuilding, even if you have no goals of looking anything like a bodybuilder, even if you barely want people to know that you lift, you still do not want to lose muscle mass because over time it's going to have too much of a negative impact on you. Yeah, I think I've done that too many times to where I'm too aggressive. I get excited or I get pissed off at where I'm at. So I'm like, Monday this week I'm going to cut <laughs> you know, all my carbs or I'm going to cut all the foods that I like. I did that a lot early on, and it just puts me in a shitty position where I'm craving foods, I'm pissed off because I don't like how I look, and I fail every single time, and I switch it up every single, feels like every other day I'm switching the plan because mm. I'll cut something out that's too aggressive, and then I'll end up having it, and then I'll have to go back in the plan and be pissed off and be like, all right, well, today I'll just allow it, or, or we'll add that back in, and I'm like, I'm already fucking up, so... Yeah, don't be too aggressive, especially with the people that want to have goals for the new year. I would say just take it super slow. Start with something super simple. Like, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. As long as you can stick to it, that's the first 
the first win. And then after that, maybe once you build some good confidence up, then you can get a little bit more aggressive. But start with something you can achieve first and then just build off that. And I think that's a great blueprint for sticking to your goals. If, I think if you, if you uh, just kind of search really low and do something that's really really minimal that you know you're going to be able to do like let's say you have it in your head you're like that's it i'm going to the gym four days a week just cut that number right in half rather than having that discussion because i already know kenny already knows we know you're going to fail we know that you're going to only go twice or three times uh but it's not only it's not only it's not only that you went twice it's not only that you went three times that's amazing that you went twice that's amazing that you went three times so rather than like have your goal be too big and be disappointed that you didn't reach it, have your goal be super small and that you surpass it. Yeah. So say to yourself, you know what? I'm gonna go to the gym every Saturday. I don't do fuck all on Saturday anyway, so I'm gonna go to the gym every Saturday and I'm gonna go one time during the week. Now, when you lift th three times in a week, now you're super pumped about it. Yeah. And you're like, God damn, okay, I lifted uh, th I lifted three times this week and uh, I did that for the last three weeks. Like, that's pretty cool. Now you got some good momentum going. Now you're proving to yourself that you know how to do that and you, you're proving to yourself that you can make a commitment to yourself. The other, th other place to do that would be with your diet. Rather than being like, I'm going to, all right, man, I heard, you know, Mark talk about this diet. Mark uh, has this PDF that if you go to withinyoubrand.com and purchase uh, any of our protein, you get a free PDF and you start trying to follow that diet, you keep messing up. Well, rather than trying to follow the diet day in and day out with every single meal, follow it for one meal a day. Just follow it for one meal a day, just, just for a week. You, and then all of a sudden you're like, fuck man, I actually, I made it through, I did the whole week. The rest of the, the, rest of the meals were normal for you. You ate your normal whatever the hell diet you're on or whatever crappy foods you're on. But you made improvements somewhere. You bought natural foods, you bought fruit, you bought some protein, you, you uh, made a commitment to kind of stock your fridge and your freezer with some stuff. Over time, you're gonna get better at it. Okay, let me see if I can do two meals a day that are like that. I'm gonna do two healthy meals a day. That would be an amazing start for anybody. But I think a lot of times we're just, we're setting, we're setting ourselves up for failure by just uh, biting off more than we can chew. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree with that. I also think uh, not, I don't know, because me personally, I don't, I try to avoid patting myself. You should be proud of progress for sure. Keep it in the back of your head. But for me personally, especially if I'm losing weight or whatever it is, I try not to acknowledge too much of the, acknowledge the progress and be happy with it. But don't, just get too comfortable. Don't get complacent or relax too much on yeah, it. Yeah, when I see people like want to lose weight, it'll be, you know, they say, you know, even if it's like 30 pounds, it'll be like, I lost 30 pounds. I'm like, okay, that's amazing. You should be super happy. You should be super pumped. But I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, all right, but this isn't, this is for a long, if you want to like, be super happy, super proud of yourself. This has to be permanent. It can't be, I lost 30 pounds super quick because that's always how it goes. They'll, they'll want to lose weight. They're super dedicated, motivated in the beginning and they lose a bunch of weight. And then somewhere towards the end or the middle, 
they fall off and then that 30 pounds is gained back plus more and then it's like you know so so don't get too i don't want to say don't get too excited because you should be excited but don't get so hyped up and you know pumped that you start to let yourself go a little bit down the road like if you're trying to lose weight it's going to be a like a like a, a permanent change i guess is what i'm trying to say so mm. i find myself if i start oh i lost you know 20 pounds i start getting like too happy then i'll start to let things creep in like oh i can have this but i'm not at a point yet where i'm able to treat myself and cut those you know old bad habits out to where i'm going to put it all back on so i don't know i just wouldn't get too um just don't get too comfortable mm -hmm. even if you lose 50 pounds still i would tell me personally you guys can do whatever you want but me i would not be like i just wouldn't get too happy or too comfortable because i'd be like all right but this needs to be permanent so i need to give myself enough time to where i know this is a permanent change this is not me getting excited for two months losing 50 pounds and then the third month i fall off and gain it back something that's been helpful for me I have an app called Morpheus and uh, it's a heart rate strap and it checks your HRV and all this kind of stuff. But one of the things it asks you in the app is it asks you to rate your performance on a scale of one to 10. And it's, um, it's interesting because like you can do that to yourself every day. You can rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 or you can rate the different goals that you have on a scale of one to 10. One of the reasons why I think that's important is like I always end up putting 10 on there every single time because the the workout has a specific intent and so if you have an intent and you have a, a goal you have a bullseye you have some you have an aim like without no aim you're never going to hit anything it doesn't matter how good of an archer you are it doesn't matter how doesn't matter how, how accurate you are you can't hit a target that you can't see so you need to give yourself a target and you want to give yourself really really easy simple targets i think that people think for myself that I have these like crazy goals or dreams or like someone asked me recently they're like what's your goal this year I was like I don't have goals like that I don't I don't think that way as I get closer to something I might mm -hmm. you know as I get like I would like to run a seven minute mile before the end of the year um, I can probably do that now so it's not like it's not some overreaching thing that I'm gonna you know come to you guys and be like oh man I I totally, you know, tore something in my hip trying to run a seven-minute mile. When I run that seven-minute mile, I actually want it to be fairly easy. So, again, back to some of the diet stuff. Like, why trap yourself into being, like, carnivore? Why trap yourself into being, like, just keto? Like, it's, a, it's good to move towards that. It's good to get into a bodybuilding diet. It's good to build the strength and resilience to be able to do that day in and day out. But at first... Have a much simpler conversation with yourself. Where are you at currently? What has your diet looked like the last three months? What has your diet looked like the last three years? If it's been a disaster, that's okay. Let's just try to make it be better. So what's a simple way to make it better? Let's have, let's have you know, three to five meals a day, okay? And you can, check, you can have a little box and you can check that off when you have three to five meals a day. Uh, the next box to check would be, let's have a serving of fruit. Boom, you check that off. Let's have a serving of vegetables. Boom, you check that off. Let's have one serving of uh, starchy carbohydrates. Boom, you check that off. 
you, uh, you hit your protein marker for the day. You're supposed to have 150 or 200 grams of protein in a day. Boom, you check that off. Those are like, you don't want to give yourself too many things on that checklist because then it gets to be too precise. But if you have just a couple things uh, labeled out, like I said, with the working out two times a week, what's your, what's your, what's your uh, performance rating at the end of the week when you said to yourself you're going to work out twice that week and you worked out three times? I would say it's a 10 or 11. So I think this is where people can really make up a lot of ground. I see people having like, it's not even necessarily unrealistic goals. I think that they're not thinking all the way through. They're like, I'm fatter than I want to be. I want to lose 50 pounds and it starts tomorrow. But it doesn't really, it doesn't necessarily just start there. It, it's, you're going to have to kind of restart every day yeah. to break some of those habits and some of those patterns that you had in the past. Because mm -hmm. look, man, you, you had bad habits for a while if you're 50 pounds overweight. It sucks, but the good news is, is that you can start to change them over time. They're not going to change in a day. They're not going to change in a week. They're not going to change in two weeks. They're not going to change in two months. They're not going to even change in probably a year. To gain that, when you gain that 50 pounds, it probably took you a few years. So it's going to take you a long time to kind of unwind some of that. There's no, there's no race. Yeah. But you just want to be able to check those boxes each and every single day the best you can. My goals... For myself, I, I mean, I can't, I'm kind of the same way. It just goes, I just go day to day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I want to get a pro card. I want to do a show. But in my head, every single day, I'm like totally checked out. I don't even acknowledge what that could look like or really in as a whole how I'm going to, I know how I'm going to get there. But to me, every single day I, I need to, is like a, I don't know, my weeks feel like fucking months to me sometimes because <laughs> I have so many things I need to check off in my day that to me that's the goal because if I think about like anything too far ahead I'm kind of a head case so knowing how you are personally helps so me knowing I'm a head case I'm I don't gonna, think ahead I yeah, don't think like yeah, that I'll I, start plan, to, I plan ahead but I don't think ahead that way yeah so I'll start to get anxiety I'll start to fucking freak out so I'm like if I just give myself these five things I need to check off every single day and approach it like uh, it's a long-term goal. I, I've, I've liked that a lot more. It gives me less anxiety when I go to sleep and I'm like, all right, I achieved my goals for today. Now I have a new set of goals for tomorrow that might be the same routine, but I still got to go in and check them all off. So it builds a lot of confidence too. Take us on out of here, buddy. All right, that's enough anabolic activities for today. First workout at Mark's new home yeah. gym. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good topic. Like the video, drop a comment. Um, let us know what you think. And oh, yeah. let's do let's do a new thing. Let's do forty-seven versus twenty-seven. Oh wait, you're not twenty-seven. Let's do 47 versus what, 22? Yeah. Wife's rolling up. She's going to be like, what the hell's going on here? The bodybuilding show breaking out. She could be the judge. Hey, you're just in time. You could be the judge. You got to judge this bodybuilding show. All right, Kenny's bigger. Oh. <laughs> you didn't even, you didn't even, uh, it was, wasn't even. Do you have any rice and grinds yesterday? 
Yep, had rice and grinds post workout, blueberry flavor. Mm. Was that your favorite one? Yeah, yeah. Or the what's the other one? Dude, I love brown the, sugar. Yeah, I like the maple one, and I like the um, the peanut butter cream. Yeah, I actually talked to him yesterday because I told you that the peanut butter one, for some reason, when I make it, is thicker. Yeah, but he said it's because he put peanut butter powder in it. So oh. I, was like, hmm. I knew I wasn't just going crazy. And he was saying the the rice in there and stuff's like organic and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. That's he said cool. it also. Yeah, well, that's the first thing I noticed about. They're a new sponsor, by the way. That's why we're talking about them. Yeah. So, but but you should try them. I was we were using them. We tried them before that. Um, it's flavored cream of rice, but the first thing I noticed was it has way less iron in it. Um, because if you look at the orange box, the original cream of rice, it is loaded with iron, and that's not really the healthiest thing, especially if you're taking anabolics and stuff. So, mm. cream, uh, Pride Foods, rice and grinds has a ton of flavors, way less iron, digests way easier. From a pro bodybuilder. Yep, pro bodybuilder. They also have nut butters, which Ooh. pretty addicting. I might have to stay away from those. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty fucking good. Um, it's hard to measure those out. Yeah, but they do have some new flavors coming, which I won't talk about yet, but I think they're going to be absolutely amazing. So blueberry muffin, uh, brown sugar, cinnamon, what else? Coconut, peanut butter, chocolate brownie. They're Damn, all he's got a lot of flavors. Yeah. Taco flavor. Yeah, he even has a taco flavor you can mix with your beef. Yeah, I've done that before. It's really good. Yeah. It's but, a great, great product. Yeah. Did you so, eat anything this morning or was today like more fasted? Today, I did not eat anything this morning. I'm going to be completely honest Just here. maybe some uh, essential aminos or something in your... Yeah, I, had, I did have aminos, um, but unfortunately, I just could not get food down. Hmm. So I said... Fuck it, I'm just going to hydrate, have some aminos, and do it that way. I still got a good pump, so it was good. It was fun. All right, strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye. Stay away from gear. But the people that do choose to go that route, just keep the, keep the mental part in mind. Don't just think about, oh, I'm going to get fucking huge. Think about these are hormone-altering drugs. It's going to fuck with you mentally if you are not strong and ready going into it. If you're not stable, stay away because I found that out the hard way and it sucked.